Hello and welcome to this uh, exciting episode of Hot Take. No, not Hot Takes. Pop Salsa. <laughs> <laughs> I am your host, like always, Joel, accompanied by my good friend, Ernesto. Hello, it is I. Remote. Remote again, remote. once again. Remote. So it's been a while since we last recorded. Um, I don't think we did one for like the whole month of uh, May. I don't think we did. Right? Yeah. Because... Right? We had had everything planned, lined up, but unfortunately, shit happened. Uh, I got coronavirus. I got the Rona. Uh, you know, right after I saw um, Doctor Strange 2. Oh, no. So, I don't know if I got it. See, that's the thing, because, like, we saw, I saw it on the weekend, right? Mm-hmm. And then by the Sunday... And Monday, my girlfriend was like, oh, I don't feel that great and all that stuff. She went to work. She called me. She said that she had a uh, faint positive test. And then she got tested again and it came out negative. But the following day, she didn't go to work and she tested herself at home and it came out positive. Mm. And I was like, shit, it's only going to be a matter of time before it gets to me. And then by the Wednesday, uh, the following Wednesday afternoon, night-ish, I started feeling like sick, you know, shivers and it's like fuck so the thursday morning i tested myself and i came out positive and yeah yeah it was not i mean it wasn't as bad as um obviously it wasn't as bad as like when we first went through this shit you know people were dying and stuff like that thankfully uh my girlfriend and i both came out out of it okay (coughs) well i still have like a cough and some congestion it's been like it's been about like two weeks now yeah but you know, I'm already sensitive enough to, like, the flu and shit like that. Like, I don't get the flu shot because one time I almost died. And I was like, you know, never again. And, oh, no. Um, <laughs> yeah, like, I have, I've had a- adverse um, reactions to, to some vaccines. Um, but, you know, the, 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 this virus is uh, different. And it, it felt like I had a flu, but like a flu times 10. Yeah. Yeah, it that's was fair. was pretty pretty crazy and then uh you got it as well (laughs) yeah so i uh i went to celebration uh star wars celebration anaheim 2022 and uh i i like had a fun day and then i came home on monday um and i already felt like i had a cold but i know what my body feels like when i'm having a cold like i start getting stiffy nose but it feels like this was not a cold, quite a cold, but it felt like it skipped steps. So my body was aching and I had a sore throat. <clears throat> and then I tested it. I tested like four times. And uh, yeah, it came off as positive and then negative and positive again. So I was like, okay, I have it. And um, I still have it. I tested today and I don't I don't feel as quite as bad as Joel did. But I do have the body aches, um, the fatigue. I do have a cough, I, which I hate, and then the congestion, which is the worst of it. Yeah, and you can't really like take anything, you know, oh, like over the counter stuff. Yeah. Like the the conventional congestion or cough or sore throat medicine doesn't really do anything. I had um, the Tuesday when my girlfriend was sick. I had went to CVS and bought her a whole bunch of stuff, you know, Nyquil, Dayquil, Mucinex, mm. and. She took it really only because it helped her sleep, like the the Nyquil. Yeah. But other than that, it didn't really have like much in much in of an uh, effect on her. Um, with me as well, you know, I took the Mucinex and I took uh, Sudafed and all that stuff. And after like 
two days of taking it with little to no effect. I'm like, fuck this nonsense. I'm not, I don't want to keep taking this <laughs> shit because it tastes terrible. But yeah, it was just something that over time, uh, it just got, I got better, you know, like, um, I had tested negative the Wednesday after. So almost exactly a week after I had tested positive, I tested negative, mm-hmm. but I still had like major head fog. I was really fucking tired. I cough, not really as much of a cough, just like occasionally, <coughs> Ooh, excuse me, like that. Um, (laughs) but yeah, it's just something that it dragged for me. It fucking dragged for me. And, um, thankfully I'm out of it now. Well, I'm, yeah, I'm the, the worst is behind me. Yeah. I don't, uh, anticipate, you know, getting COVID anytime soon again. Hopefully not. I have the antibodies now, so. Yeah. Come at me, bro. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, there goes my high score of not being infected. So, yay. The streak. Yeah. The streak. It ended. It ended. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, yeah. I had managed to to uh, not get it for two years. Yeah, right. And uh, and I, I we had a couple of co- close calls at the beginning of it when we were all still in lockdown, but it never really was like, oh yeah, you got it. So, but now that I had it, and then like I want to go get tested at a facility, and I had tested positive. Yeah. So now I'm on the list. Oh. Fucking. The city, the city of LA self department has, was calling me, sending me messages and shit like that. So I just blocked the number because, fuck that. Oh, uh, I see. Yeah. Yeah, I, uh, I was gonna take a PCR test today, but I'm like, oh, I'm positive. I don't even need to do that. I probably do later. Yeah, there's um, you could go get tested at like facilities for free and stuff like that, which are a little bit more. You would think they're a little bit more reliable tests. Mm. But the times I went, they were just using like the at-home tests. Yeah, I don't, I don't know the difference, but I, I yeah, I saw. I was like, huh, I, I'm a pro at home like this. This is what yeah, I've been waiting for. I don't need for. a standard line. <laughs> but any interesting. So, how long were you at a Star Wars celebration? It was a like what four-day event. Yeah, we uh we left on Wednesday, uh, just to you know get everything situated with the bags and all that good stuff. Yeah, and it, it started on Thursday. Thursday, uh, and yeah, went Thursday, Thursday to Monday? Yeah, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday to Sunday. Sunday so four days, okay. right? Yeah. And uh, so how much did you see? Uh, we saw, like, for my first time, and what I'm told by, the, I had, like, veterans with me who've gone to all these conventions. Veterans. <laughs> yeah, and uh, I, uh, yeah, we saw a lot. Uh, other than, the only thing we weren't able to go to was the Lucasfilm panel, which was the first one, and that's where they showed the Obi-Wan trailer. Mm-hmm. And they showed a bunch of other good stuff. I think the Andor trailer as well before it hit online. But I was able to go to uh, the Bad Batch one. Uh, the There's another one I'm missing. I think it's the, it's the Bad Batch one. And there's the one where they showed like the footage for Ahsoka. Oh, I think it was uh, uh, Light and Magic, I believe. I don't quite remember. But it was the one where they we saw the Ahsoka trailer and stuff like that. Or so, the Mandalor- oh, the Mandalorian panel. That's the one. Yeah, the Mandalorian. Mandalorian. And then the Attack of the Clones uh, 20th anniversary panel where uh, Hayden... Holy and, uh, shit, it's been 20 years already? <laughs> that's why I went. Oh my god. Yeah, that, that was the biggest because uh, the sequel, out of the, not the sequel, out of the prequels, Attack of the Clones is my favorite. Really? Fight me. <laughs> but, uh, really? Yes. Easier. Oh wow. But uh, yeah, How? I went to big the big three panels for good amount of panels. All right, so uh, give me a little bit more detail about the layout, because like when we've gone to LA Comic Con, it's like 
it's two days and there are multiple <laughs> panels going uh, at the same time, you know, and then the, the, the convention floor itself. Mm-hmm. So was the layout anything resembling that or was it all just like one panel or however many panels were dedicated and blocked out? And since I, I guess since it is a just a singular thing, you know, mm-hmm. it's Star Wars, it's not like multiple companies multiple or multiple production. Yeah, yeah, going on. So yes. what's the layout look like? So it, it's it resembles L.A. Comic Con. Like it resembles like Comic Con, but instead of the you know the big theater being separate, like from across the street, as a yeah, was it the Microsoft Theater or whatever, or the Crypto Theater? I don't remember that. Whatever the fuck it's called. Right, yeah. like the big theater where they have the announcements. Uh, they they actually used the Anaheim one where they have like the basketball games. The Anaheim. Yeah, the Anaheim. One? Yeah, there's one because it's the convention hall, but right behind that is like a, a big stadium, and that's where they did the, all the announcements and stuff like that. Okay, cool. Yeah, so it's uh, it's similar in structure because you have, of course, you have the exposition hall, and I feel like the LA Comic Con one was bigger, but I could be wrong. But the hall was pretty massive for you know buying stuff and all that things, and then you had the panels, the small little panels upstairs, and then there's actually a sky bridge, <laughs> like hmm. LA Comic Con, but also connects to other the other panels and area and stuff like that. So it's very clustered compared. I feel like it's it's much more uh much more everything is reachable than LA Comic Con. How awesome would it have been if they had the um the Star Wars celebration at the Galaxy's Edge? Oh shit. In Disneyland. People were they, going there after the con. No, I'm saying like they oh, they closed off Anaheim? that section of the park, uh-huh. yeah. And then exclusively had it open for people attending the convention. I, I don't remember what it's called, but I I, not exclusive for the convention, but yeah, it was called like Star Wars Day. Mm. And people from the con, or I don't know if they get like some sort of discount or anything going from the con <laughs> to Disneyland because it's in Anaheim. Fucking Disneyland discount. What is that? Like 20 cents? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we only, you only sell us your soul for five years instead of 10. Right. I sold my soul yeah. for like three. And I think that's up next year. Oh, <laughs> or yeah. Disney Plus. The little... Like, welcome. Oh, the yeah, the, uh, the, the, when you're paying only, like, four bucks, right? A month or, or something, something like that. <laughs> something like that. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, uh, obviously, we, we got a whole bunch of trailers and announcements for future Star Wars projects coming out of Star Wars Celebration. Mm-hmm. Is there anything that you, being, you know, boots on the ground, were hearing a bunch of, like, excitement for? Or was it all just, like, the general, um same level of uh, excitement for everything that was being announced in terms of like all the shows and stuff like that and love oh yeah all the projects so uh i got the opportunity to see i can talk about this right yeah i I can talk about this (laughs) as long as we don't show footage which we probably can't but i was able to see the ahsoka trailer before i don't think they have a trailer yet and then the mandalorian trailer both those trailers are pretty uh are pretty hyped up especially with the ahsoka one yeah, Ahsoka being a fairly popular character and having uh, her portrayed in live action in The Mandalorian Season 2. Mm-hmm. And The Mandalorian being the one fucking Star Wars property that's flying the flag. <laughs> <laughs> as of as of now, you know, I still haven't seen Kenobi, but overall the reactions I've, I've been seeing that are pretty good. Yeah, yeah. And then the Ahsoka one, like you said, it was the light. There's a lot more characters from the TV show. I mean, I can just talk about it. It's going to be a Star Wars talk. <laughs> but you yeah. like you see Kara there. You see uh, Sabine, which is all you've only seen in, in the animated stuff. So it feels like Ahsoka, 
as that character is going to be uh, more characters from the animated Rebels TV show is going to going to start showing up. So that's pretty, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. It's cool that they're they have a a vast um, well of characters to pull from, and you know characters that have already have some sort of representation in popular media, and now that they're they're <laughs> the the technology has caught up to the point where they could essentially cut and paste to live action because you know the, those characters from the the Clone Wars no was it Clone Wars or Rebels. Attack of the Clones Rebels yeah. no the the from Ahsoka yeah Rebels so, was oh, it Rebels oh no Clone Wars you're right yeah when yeah she Clone first Wars appeared. yeah when she first appeared and then like on the um, the the Katie Sackhoff's uh, Mandalorian character and all that stuff that, that those were also from the animated show and they're basically cut and paste from the animated to the the live action yeah yeah, definitely. Like other than some, you know, liberties, obviously, especially when it comes to Ahsoka's, uh, like her head, her skull. Yeah. Yeah, it's much more uh, humongous in the animated stuff. But yeah, you you do bring up a good point, where it's crazy that we're seeing animated characters in live action. Like I would would you have thought that that would be possible, especially nowadays? From no, I mean it's like it's all that box that they're filming in. Yeah. That. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Well, sorry, I had to mute myself. Uh, yeah, it's all that that fucking technology that they're using to to be able to create these worlds, which is fucking fantastic, you know. Yeah, yeah, and the Ahsoka trailer definitely. Like, I, it's not that I don't like Ahsoka. I'm like, oh, Ahsoka's a cool character, but I'm not the one who are like who really geeks out at him, at her. And I I I had to geek out at the trailer because it's a lot of it had a lot of meat me stuff on it. Well, that's cool that you got to see it though. Unfortunately, there's no real, you know, date of when they're going to release the Mandalorian Season 3 or Ahsoka Season 1 trailer. You know, those shows are slated to come out early next year. So maybe by the end of this year, we'll get to see some some trailers. Yeah, definitely. And the Mando Season 3 trailer was pretty cool, too. It's like, uh, I guess I'll talk about it, too. (laughs) They're going super hardcore. And, you know, we we already know what's going to happen, especially from Mandalorian 2.5 episode. (laughs) And he's doing exactly what he said. And he's going back to, you know, the seas of Mandalorian, stuff like that. But we're seeing more of, there's a lot more Mandalorians running around in in the trailer. That's cool. So it implies that they're more survived. Yeah. Yeah. It even implies that there might be a conflict between the two. Because you have Katie uh, Sackhoff's Bo-Katan's of uh, the Mandalorians, and then you have the the Children of the Watch, which are essentially the what's it like the extremists. Yeah, one was like the traditional Mandalorian, you know, bloodline, and yeah. the others were <clears throat> hardcore, essentially like fucking um, <laughs> orphans and shit like that. No, like foundlings and all that, all that shit. And then they they read the 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 teachings to the leather. Yeah, yeah, like even to the point of not removing your helmet, right? It's just... Yeah, yeah. But anyways, let's uh, talk about Andor. Andor. Yeah, it's a. Uh, it's an interesting, interesting talk. It's a uh, Andor. For those who don't know, that's where uh, Princess Leia, her home planet, where she grew up, and then unfortunately got blown up by the Death Star as a yeah. show of force. Oh, I thought and... that. Was, I thought that was the character's name. <laughs> No. Is that, it's, yeah, I thought it was Cassian Andor. Was it Cassian? I thought Andor was the planet. Oh, uh, and Alderaan? Alderaan, there you go. Alder- that's right. Dang, Jesus. 
It's Alderaan. It's Fuck, that. You're it's right. That, it's okay. It's the fog. I know. We'll I know the COVID the fog. fog. We'll blame it the COVID fog. The fog. And or ca- <laughs> yeah. <coughs> Would have made more sense if they named it um, Alderaan. Cassian. Or I was Cassian. Say or Cassian. Cassian. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. true. Um, so Cassian Andor is a character introduced in Rogue One. Mm. And it's kind of implied that he has done some some Jeez. war crimes, to say the least. <laughs> I like how you in... jump straight to war. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, right. like, I mean, you're right. <laughs> they're um, rebels, right? So you got to fight however they can. Right, exactly, exactly. Uh, yeah, so it's implied that he's done some shady shit in the name of uh, the rebellion, and uh, now we're gonna see more of his backstory and in- included with a whole s- slew of cast members yeah. of new Star Wars toys that they could sell. <laughs> Always. Yeah, um, I saw. So what do you think of the trailer? Uh, I see. I I don't think too much of Cassian. Uh, I I wasn't really that attached to the character when i saw him in rogue one but looking at the trailer i really dig the whole f- vibe and setting of the trailer just because it feels like it feels like it's uh usually you would have a tv show that would be in the star wars universe right it would be obviously in the star wars universe like kenobi or book of boba fett or mandalorian but andor feels like it's kind of more rooted within that without it being feeling like it's a star wars film if that f- makes any sense like there's no that yeah. detachment, you know. It's it feels like it's really within in it without, you know, being too joyful or too joking. Like oh, this is Star Wars. There's lightsabers in the force. Like no, people are gonna die. Like people are gonna. <laughs> there's like espionage and there's like heavy tones and stuff like that. Yeah, without a doubt, the the trailer gives off this more of a somber feel to it. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I, I guess that you can't really make like this happy go lucky. A TV show about people who, who we know eventually die. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> right, right. About a rebellion, <coughs> which is people will get shot. You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I, I get what you're saying, and like to me, it gave me a sense of like I've been watching a lot of uh, World War II documentaries lately, mm-hmm. just because you know why not. And uh, <laughs> I saw this one about the French Rebellion, mm. the re- the resistance. And it kind of gave me like a like like you said a resistant rebellion type of vibe to it, where you know the the backdrop is that the the, the empire has has occupied the their living space, and now they gotta obviously fight in, in the shadows to liberate themselves. Yeah, but I still can't really feel like is Andor is is, is what's his name Cassian Cassian, Cassian Andor, there you yeah. Go. Cassian is Cassian like a strong enough character to hinge an entire TV series on? It's uh, let's see. I'm I'm glad you asked that, and we spoke about this a couple of times. I it's an interesting point, right? On on the one hand, we only seen him effectively once, and um, from for the most part, he was like one of the better parts in Rogue One. But also on the other hand, we've only seen him once, <laughs> so it's kind of a it's kind of an interesting twist. It kind of reminds me of Boba Fett. Like, a uh, nerd assumption aside, or uh, EU assumption, or any lore behind him, Book of Boba Fett was effectively that kind of reorientation and that reboot of the character, you know? That we just met for five minutes. Yeah. So maybe Cassian will be a little bit kind of like that without the baggage. So we completely don't know anything 
Other than he's done shady stuff. Yeah, that's true. But I feel like, in like uh, in instead of what um, Boba Fett has to go through, where like we yeah, it's all fan made imagination mm. <laughs> behind <laughs> the character's lore. Yeah, <laughs> behind the character's lore. Yeah. Um, for Andor, for Cassian, we know and we've seen him serve his purpose. Mm-hmm. You know, like he his purpose was to take Jin to the to the rebellion and then figure out a way to stop or give the the the, the plans to the Death Star to to the rebellion so that they could have uh, a way to destroy it. And since we saw that in Rogue One, and I feel like Rogue One worked a lot better as an ensemble, the cast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Rather than pick out like an individual uh, character or actor, you know, like Danny Yen or uh, Fel- what's the fuck is it? Felicia oh, yeah. Felicia Hardy or is that no, it no is that Black Cat from, from I Marvel? Don't... Felicia... No, it's, what the fuck? Um, not Felicia Day. It's uh, fuck. What's her name? Uh, Felicia Hardy. Heart Hardy. Something around those. Rogue One. It's probably gonna be completely Felicity, Felicity Jones. Felicity oh. Jones. There you go. Oh, okay. Felicia. I don't know where the fuck we got Felicia. <laughs> but um, over like that that whole dynamic worked a lot for me because I, I that's probably one of my my favorite Star Wars uh, movies of the recent ones that came out. Mm. Um, where it worked a lot better as a cast as like a full ensemble rather than the individual performances. Um, Diego Luna's character he did seem like a bit of a dick. he's but yeah that was his role you know yeah he's definitely a standout character see see that that makes sense because rogue one to me didn't feel like an ensemble i i felt like they uh they well they separate them most of the time like even even the the final battle battle. yeah Yeah. even the main battle they they meet once and then uh they kind of just like okay we'll follow you kind of deal (laughs) it's kind of shoestring to to begin with like yeah who's yeah. this rebel the daughter of a rebel leader like you know what i mean it's just kind of a an an odd an odd podge kind of pairing but from what i remember uh, like other than uh, felicity jones's character and uh, k2so who like helped yeah. Greg, there's a lot of uh, things i can nitpick that i liked and yeah uh, but yeah. would you feel like maybe doing a tv show around saw guerrero's character rather than cassian andor see saw guerrero <sighs> I would love to see Saul Guerrero's character, but he's too. I feel like he's still. He has too much baggage in the everything. <laughs> he, he appears in the video game. Yeah. He appears in the animated TV show. He's live action. Like he, I feel like he. Uh, there's so many areas that he exists in, or so many mediums that he exists in. There's not enough room to uh, flesh it out. See, but like that character is probably has a more much more interesting backstory to be able to build, you know, a six episode miniseries around rather than a guy we've only seen one time in a movie that came out five years ago. Yeah, even with Saw though, I feel like he's already set in his ways compared to Cassian because like we see him in Rogue One, right? Yeah, and he's like he's basically at the end of his rope, and his extremist group is already downhill. So. Well, you do see him in, like, the video games and animated stuff, and it's the same character. But at least for Cassian, uh, you see that there's remorse within his character at the end. Even, like, he doesn't he doesn't kill the uh, Jin's dad. Uh, he, he throws some remorse. So there, I feel like there's more, a little bit, a little bit more room to develop the character rather than... It feels like Saw is basically just a John Wick throughout, the whole, <laughs> throughout the, his whole, you know, narrative arc compared to Cassian where he's like, I've done stuff for the Rebellion. 
I regret that. And so, and, and Saw is just like, yeah, I, I'll do it again. Like, I'll do, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know that orphanage full of, em- of rebels or not rebels, uh, Imperials. I'll, I'll burn it down again. You know, what I mean. <laughs> yeah, I get what you're saying. Um, yeah, I guess that makes that makes sense. Where you do have more of a, like a blank canvas with Cassian rather than with uh, Saw Gerrera. That's also the issue too, though. Like you, like what you said, it's we don't know him. <laughs> we, <laughs> in all intents and purposes, he's like a very a very new character, and that excites me. But also, kind of like uh. <laughs> but it's a character that really comes out of that era, like possibly the worst era of Star Wars. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. This was before Solo too. Yeah, like, this way was like this Solo. was this was Disney's like, hey, how much can we push? You know, <laughs> how much can we uh, be aggressive with this? Exactly, um, but I, I mean it's a Star Wars property. It's live action, Disney Plus. So far, they haven't really done anything wrong. You know, Boba Fett could could be put in that category, but it's really more of like a placeholder. If 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 you are able to accept it like that, you know. Yeah, yeah. It's e- bo- big book. Oh my gosh, where are my words? <laughs> a book of Boba Fett. COVID. Oh God, yeah, it's it's the fog brain, but Book of Boba Fett, as much as uh, people want to nitpick it, it's uh, it's not as bad as you know the word like Solo. No. Right. So it's uh, they're they're learning. <laughs> they 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 know what they want and they know what they, uh, to give. Yeah. Um. By, by all intents and purposes, Kenobi is blowing it up right now, which I'm excited for. Can't uh, wait for it to end. Yeah. Have you been watching it? I have. I, I, I did when we were at celebration we watched the first and second episode and I think I spoiled it for you like a small part yeah it made me really freaking angry but uh spoilers I guess uh it's essentially Tamir Morrison who is you know Django Fett the clone template he plays every clone trooper and uh, it's like the first time he actually put physical clone trooper armor and it was to play a war veteran begging for money on in like a city like some shanty town somewhere. Yeah, some shanty town, Narshadal-looking <laughs> mother, you know. And it's yeah. Like, and it broke my heart because it's not only is he a clone trooper, but he's of the 501st, which was the one to, you know, sack the, the Jedi Temple. Yeah. And he's, like, face-to-face with Obi-Wan, and it's like, this show is already steps, like, leagues above any other show, I would argue, even The Mandalorian. Oh, man, that's exciting. Like, it's, I'm um, sorry, I had to cough. Uh, it's exciting, you know, like, obviously, Ewan McGregor's Obi-Wan Kenobi is probably the most popular show, to, uh, the most popular character to come out of Star Wars. I probably, mm. I'll probably even say over, like, Luke Skywalker. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I agree. And, yeah. <laughs> I love, that's my favorite Jedi. Out of all the yeah, Jedi, that's my favorite mine Jedi. as well, Obi-Wan. Uh, having Ewan McGregor come back and reprise his, one of his more better characters, it's fucking... In, first of all, it's insane to to have ever imagined that this was would have been possible. Yeah, you know, especially after the um, the audience reaction to the prequel trilogy. Yeah, yeah. But having him come back, having Hayden Christensen come back, having the Inquisitors be like the main part of the the plot, it's fucking dope. Yeah, I, I wouldn't have imagined. Again, it's it's this weird. We've only seen Inquisitors in the comics and the video games and the animated stuff, and now they've made the live action appearance, and it feels like everything's game now. 
Yeah. Right? Not to hype it up and uh, not to you know suck my own dingaling, but uh, Star Wars is dingaling. <laughs> but <laughs> it feels like the, like everything and like the games, the characters from the TV show can appear in the games, and and you know people from the comics can appear in the ga- in the video games or in the movie or the TV show. So it's uh, it opens a lot of doors that I'm excited about now. Would this <laughs> show? <laughs> would this highlight a? Like the major fuck up that happened with the the Skywalker Saga prequel, no sequel trilogy that sequel came out a few trilogy? years ago. Uh, yeah, where they had so much like good uh, material to pull from that mm-hmm. it kind of just doesn't make sense the 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 avenue that they were trying to take the 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 movies in, mainly see, Last uh-huh. Jedi. See, you know, like they're there now. There's no way. <laughs> There's no yeah. way to fight anymore, and. The only thing we can really do is is just uh, lift it up, mm-hmm. and uh, like if you th- really think about it, the Kenobi trailer, Clone Wars, and even to extent the Rebels animated TV show was there to help the prequels up, because now you don't see Anakin as this whiny little baby who sprouts, you know, broken Shakespeare. You see him as this broken character who is a leader after the Clone Wars. You know, th- they redeem him a lot in that, and I feel like Kenobi does the same thing with uh, a lot of the holes in Star Wars and the prequels. You know, it's like double duty. It gives us what we want, but also fixes it to some degree. So maybe sequels will have that day? Because the Mandalorian trailer is right before the Rise of the First Order. So you're saying we're going to have to wait 20 years for <laughs> Disney Plus to release some some series, some miniseries that will uh, patch all the gaps and the plot oh, holes and everything that's in the, the, in the, <laughs> the new that's, sequel trilogy? That's, that's what the Mandalorian feels like it's doing. Because it's, it's leading up to the point where the First Order comes out. Now they kind of just don't look like, you know, they ripped off the armor. There's actually a progression to Force Awakens. And if there will be a season four, which I don't know, or Mandalorian, then it's going to be firmly rooted within the the sequel trilogy. And What's maybe the time period that, that takes place? Like, I know it takes place after um After episode... Return. Yeah. Uh, season so, one, but yeah. How many years... Does, is is the time period? It feels like it's it's around right after. <laughs> right after, because uh... uh, season two we were introduced to Cobb Vanth, right? Yeah. And then he's talking about how he found Boba Fett's armor, and like he was he was there when they blew up the Death Star, right, on all over the news. Yeah. Like, when that's the Imperials true. broke out, and there's and then in season one there's Imperial remnants running around, like the warlords, and they just took land. So how many years is it from Return of the Jedi to Force Awakens? Oh, gosh. How, what, like 20 years or so? 20 years or so? That feels right. I'm so bad with the years. <laughs> well, I'm just gauging on the, the, uh, the, the age timeline. of... Right. Yeah, the, and then the age of the characters, you know, like Kylo Ren and uh, mm. uh, fucking What's-Her-Face and Finn. Uh, Leia? Or Finn? Oh, because, no. like, in season two... Ray. In Ray, we did see the... The temple being built that was yeah. that was burned down by kylo so uh-huh. like even then you get some you know context now to see to make that moment even more impactful now we if you rewatch the the sequels after watching mandalorian then there's a little bit more you know leeway because of it was explained in the tv show and stuff like that yeah that makes sense uh, but i'm just i'm just hoping that Whatever TV shows that they introduce that are more connected to the the new saga, mm-hmm. you know, fills in the gaps or at least makes makes gives it justice. You know, like say what you want about Force Awakens, 
everything mm-hmm. to make a at least watchable and cohesive story was laid down. Yeah. And then Last Jedi came in and was like, yeah, fuck all of that. Here's my own thing. Yeah. And then fucking uh, Rise of Skywalker. Rise of Skywalker was like, fuck all of that. Here's uh, the, the continuation. <laughs> yeah, the overcorrection and all the fan service you could possibly give you so that you forgive us. Please forgive us. <laughs> yeah. Here's Red Stormtroopers. You like Red Stormtroopers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's um, it, I, I see images of the prequels, you know, like Jar Jar. Or, you know, mm-hmm. Attack of the Clones and stuff like that. Like, oh, we didn't want to see a Yoda flying around, which was a weird critique to begin with, but yeah. I mean, I like the, I liked the Revenge of the Sith. Like, yeah. out of the, the, the first three, one, two, and three, number three was, I think, was the best one. Just because, yeah. like, every, the story that uh, George Lucas was building and trying to tell came to a culmination. And, you know, we had to sit through six hours of barely watchable movies to, yeah. to get to it, but... You know, at least it it laid down the foundation in a what I would think acceptable way to the the relationship of Vader and uh, and Obi Wan where it is at the start of uh, A New Hope. You know. Yeah. Yeah. See, and then that recontextualizes their whole world for you, right? And now you can mm-hmm. watch the original trilogy with new, like, kind of sad eyes. Like, oh, you know where he's been through. Is Vader kind of a bad guy at this point, or like he's just kind of he's just a product of his own, you know, attempt to save Padme? And I, I think, like you said, a couple of decades later, there's going to be uh, <laughs> the TV shows that will prop up the sequel trilogy. I mean, uh, freaking uh, Bad Batch is like dangling those plot lines, and so is Mandalorian with you know them trying to take Grogu and clone him. Like, why are they going to clone him? Oh, it's because of Snoke, you know, and all that stuff. Yeah, it's, um, we're living in interesting times, you know, like, uh, unfortunately, the the movies uh, didn't really plan out the way they were intended. (laughs) Yeah. Well, well, remember when Disney first acquired um, Star Wars, they were like, Mm -hmm. yeah, we're going to make three more of the the Skywalker saga, plus there's going to be... You know, Star Wars, a Star Wars movie story every every other year in between. You know, like when they first announced that they were gonna continue with the Obi Wan story, it was gonna, yeah. it was supposed to be a movie. But then yeah. Solo happened, and they were like, "No, fuck that!" And then now it's it's a TV show, which I I I one hundred percent am for because it gives them more more time to flush out and develop that character properly. Exactly, and it's uh, they try to do the Marvel stick, right? Like, like, all we really want is content, content, content. But when it comes to Star Wars, there's a timeline. And there's obviously, there's a playground to go around in. And you can't really tread that playground or even go beyond the boundaries of the playground without having it make sense. And I do, like you said, I do love that they're doing TV shows because that allows it to make sense. <laughs> yeah. Plus, I feel like comparing the the, the, the Marvel and Star Wars fan bases... Mm-hmm. The Marvel fan base, I feel like it's more superficial. Mm. In what you way? know, like, how many people, if you go up to, let's say, Black Panther, the Black Panther trailer um, movie that came out a few years ago, and you ask mm-hmm. them, did you read any of the any of the comic books? Or are you here just because it's, a, the you know, like the first major uh, black superhero? Mm-hmm. 
But if you ask the Star Wars fans, like, hey, what do you think about this? And they'll give you, like, the whole life story about <laughs> how important it is to them and how... When, it's, when they saw it, you know, that's yeah. like, I mean, you're right. Especially when it comes to comics. Uh, there's so many variations of this character. There's not there's not a canon. Exactly. I, I think it's it's less about how uh, how concrete you know about the property, but more of it's it's literally anything it's been changed so many times there's an adage in comics that nobody really remains dead because it's been remixed so many times exactly so when it comes to star wars and and i would love the opportunity to go to celebration again but that you get that feel that each moment everyone understands where you're coming from like you you said attack of the clone not attack of the clones revenge of the sith like there's a whole room of people who agree with you and but there are people who will disagree with you, but they know where you're coming from. Yeah. Right? So there's an acceptance, even though they don't like. Okay, I, I like Attack of the Clones is my favorite one, but I understand completely. Not even like if or not, but I understand completely why Revenge would be. You would love Revenge over that. Yeah, it's um, yeah, it's a the fan base kind of the the not the fan base, but like the the fandom. Mm. I feel like with Star Wars runs deeper. Mm. Mm-hmm. It's 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 stuff like um, I mean they've made movies fanboys about how <laughs> how how rabid the fan base is you know and it's like I don't think they're they're ever gonna make a movie about like the Marvel fan base or a DC fan base you know trying to break into Warner Brothers or Disney you know, Warner watch Brothers. A movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, not at all. I mean, uh, it's not to lower their fan base, but just Star Wars hits different. It does. Yeah. And I feel like it's more generational as well. Yeah, and that's the double. See, that's the double-edged sword about it. Is that when it becomes generational, then it becomes, uh, this was better than my generation than your generation. Yeah, fucking lines start being drawn and yeah, yeah, battle yeah. armor starts get put on and yeah. <laughs> people start typing away. <laughs> exactly, exactly, and in celebration, like uh, we were playing Uno, and it was like it was a fairly normal game, and I had a friend of mine who was basically quoting the sequel trilogy, but you know, opinions aside, we were just laughing at it because when when Hux was when Hux gets killed in Last Jedi. Like I don't care if, if Kylo wins or something like that. I, yeah. I just want him to lose, and it's just something that we can all laugh at, without any really much judgment out of it, because we we understand that it's kind of a you know that the best scene in the movie, but we're just there for the for the laugh factor of it. Yeah, I mean, like when I want to go see um, a Sky was it Skywalker Awakens or some shit? No, what's it? No, called? the Force Awakens. The Force, the Force Awakens. Awakens. <laughs> yeah. No, no, I mean, uh, I the last one, you. the Rise of Skywalker. Oh, Rise there of Skywalker. Go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I went in one hundred percent knowing that whatever they were going to show me isn't going to make up for the previous movie. Mm-hmm. So I went in completely one hundred percent. I'm just going to enjoy it for what it is. Mm-hmm. And like I, I get what you're saying is like there comes to a point where you know you have to put everything you like or dislike aside. And just laugh about it for what it is. Yeah. So. As much as, as long as you know, too. Like, when it comes to, like you said, just go in and just kind of enjoy it. And that's just, like, think of Star Wars when it was first created. I mean, people didn't have a basis of reference to it. And it just blew up. Yeah, the closest thing was uh, Star Trek. Yeah, exactly. At that time. But obviously Star Wars being a little more dynamic mm-hmm. you know visually story-wise it blew up you know like people don't know that it was in the theater for like two years 
<laughs> so there was ample uh, uh, opportunity for you to watch it on the big screen rather than, you know, at home TV. Uh, was it TV? No, movies at home, you know, that mm-hmm. really wasn't a thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Star Wars um, is for everyone. I got a shirt for that. <laughs> I got a shirt for Wars, celebration. Yeah. And Star, Star Wars, Wars is for everyone. Is for everyone. And unfortunately, like the, the, the toxic fan base is the one who um, unfortunately gets all the coverage of, because of like the terrible shit that they do. Yeah. To, to the actors. Like I'm hearing, I'm reading articles about the one of the main characters in Obi-Wan. She's getting a whole bunch of uh, racist attacks just because she's a black lady, you know? Yeah, it's it's okay, same with Finn. I don't know if you heard about that stuff. And it was basically, <laughs> uh, there's no such thing as a black stormtrooper. And I was like, what the? <laughs> like, who sa- says who? You know. Like, I, uh, but how do you know? <laughs> like, you don't <laughs> see their faces. <laughs> exactly. Isn't but isn't like the the stormtroopers? They were all clones off some like Pacific Islander dude, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're clones, and then they're conscripts. Exactly. But the point is that you don't see their faces as much as they do, and it's just a weird critique with, uh, yeah, with uh, with Reva, and it, and it's sad. It's it's what's sadder about it is that before that episode came out, Disney warned her about yeah, it. like yo, you know, just you know, just FYI, uh, your Instagram is going to be filled with racial slurs. <laughs> like just you know, just get yourself prepared about it. Yeah, but I feel like at this point it comes with the territory. You know, you like you can't ah. expect. Unfortunately, but yeah. you can't expect to be like, oh, get be be a part of like this beloved uh, uh, property and not have like the ugliness show up. You know, you can't be like, oh my god, what 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 did I get myself into? It's like, you unfortunately you know what you have gotten yourself into. Yeah, exactly, and it's uh, it, it's it's what made celebration kind of like a palate cleanser in a way. That I, I I was there just to enjoy Star Wars. You know, I didn't have to really think much of it. I was just there to like, oh, there's BB-8, awesome, C-3PO, awesome. Like just there to just just enjoy it and not really think about you know the, the there's polit- the racial ramifications of anything, right? Nice, yeah. Do you think that there's gonna be a um, a Poe Dameron TV show? I hope so. I, I hope so with Rogue One with uh, Patty Jenkins. Patty Jenkins, right? Yeah. I'm not getting that name wrong. Patty okay, Jenkins? She, yeah, she was the one who's going to direct Rogue, the Rogue Squadron one. Yeah. I know it's called Rogue Squadron, but I would love to... Uh, I, I could just love to see X-Wings. <laughs> but Poe Dameron like, would be cool, too. Would you want to have it be pre or post-meeting Finn? Pre, Pre-Finn. Pre-Finn? Pre-Finn. I would love to see how... Because he's a uh, he black leader, right? Yeah, and he's supposed to be the ace pilot essentially. I mean, you saw him fly. He took like three Tie Fighters out in the same sequence in The Force Awakens. Yeah. So I would love to see him. I would love to see a Rebel uh, Fleet Academy. Like, how do that they train them? Like, how do they train them without getting caught? You know. What I mean? Yeah, that would be dope. Yeah. But I also like that um, he was made commander, mm. but then demoted. Yeah, <laughs> so it's back to captain or something. Yeah, like some shit like that. So I, I yeah. feel like maybe that would be a good uh, plot point to play with. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, these are characters who, like you said, maybe twenty years down the line, they'll yeah. uh, they'll use as a as a way to patch the the plot holes, and <laughs> errors committed, the sins committed in the <laughs> in the Star Wars <laughs> saga. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's within the. I know we don't know when, but 
like attack clone wars is highly coveted as one of those you know one of the best star wars properties just because it recontextualizes anakin but also shows us the universe during the clone wars so it's within the realm of possibility that there might be something for that for the sequel trilogy maybe like anthology like you said anthology uh shows where we have like say six episodes following a character a certain character well that's what visions was supposed to be well not supposed to be but like they had anthologies of you know, individual storylines expanding the Star Wars universe. And now that there's going to be a season two, which is interesting because season one was uh, exclusively uh, like developed by Japanese animation studios. Mm -hmm. But season two is going to be a lot more worldwide. You know, South Africa. I was reading the article and there's like animation studios in South Africa, United States, Chile. What do you think uh, about that? I've heard mixed feelings. Like it's weird. I've heard that it's weird because you know the visions had a certain look, but now we're spreading out throughout the whole world. Well, you want to say certain look, but like certain look to what? They were like the first season. The animation styles were all over the place. You know, right. like some mm-hmm. some more traditional anime, some more traditional um, animation, and some like ancient japanese secret style of animation so <laughs> well I, I guess that i mean you, you could tell that some of these animations do have roots within japanese culture but now season two is going to spread it across the world how do you feel about that is that something that's odd i'm all i'm all for it you know mm-hmm. like like mm-hmm. we said star wars is for everybody and exactly. everybody my own words i love exactly. it <laughs> you know and star wars has a it's a meaning it means something to somebody you know in the most remote places of the world and whatever it means to that person could mean to some so mean somebody something completely different to you know somebody living in a completely crowded metropolis so i'm i'm all for it you know like it's exciting to see that the the they are taking the branch the, the star wars more globally and giving a lot more people um an opportunity to to interpret what Star Wars means to them. Exactly. I'm I'm 100. I just wanted to know. <laughs> but I'm 100. I'm 100 on board with you. Uh, Visions had a certain look, and I love the Japanese look. But I would love to see. Wait, did Star you finish? Wars. Did you finish it? No. <laughs> so then, how could you say I love the look? I, and you I watched finished? half of them. <laughs> I'm like, they're like 15 minute episodes. You say you watch half. You still got like 20 minutes left. Come on. <laughs> Okay, from what I've saw, specifically the Ronin, I I like the, <laughs> the look of how it is, and I would love to, because when it comes to Star Wars, I always hear the U.S. right, how it is a phenomenon in the U.S. and Japan, how it is yeah. a phenomenon in Japan, but I've never seen it. How is it Star Wars circa 1977 in Chile, yeah, or in Peru? You know, or the yeah. Philippines or other regions. I've never heard that before. And I'd love to see that same culture, that same excitement reflective in the Vision Season 2 trailer or whenever we see it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I almost feel like you could also have like a convention a week in a different city around the world and it would always be packed. Celebration. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like it's going to be in London this uh, next year. Next year. Well, yeah. there you go. <laughs> So like you back, have, Joe, we're going. <laughs> fuck yeah, let's do it. Um, but like, like they have, you know, like concerts. Like they have mm. Lollapalooza in South America and Asia, and they have like th- these different types of major um, uh, music festivals here. But obviously, you know, music is another thing that reaches around the world. 
Mm. And and uh, they have their own like version of I know there's like Lollapalooza in Argentina or some shit like that. So oh, I see what you mean. Yeah, right, right. So I w- it would be interesting to see like obviously it's going to be a fee for them to be able to organize, but like one week it could be Star Wars celebration in like you said London. Next week it could be Star Wars celebration in and Peru. You know, the following week it would be celebration in Africa. Just to yeah. like really give the fan base something something to strive for you know because like we're lucky here in the united states and in la that there's mm-hmm. a proximity of conventions yeah yeah <laughs> pretty <And> much right <laughs> yeah but there's you know there's people in buttfuck in the middle of nowhere that that don't have the the access to a convention or to to be able to congregate con- con- congregate congregate that sounds right with <laughs> that sounds right with like <laughs> like-minded fans you know yeah, and I love that you brought that up. There's an see everything happened in celebration. I was standing in line in celebration at exposition hall, and some dude just walked up to me. I think he was from Italy, and he pretty much like I like your shirt, and it was, I was wearing the Return of the Jedi, but Japanese. Nice. So he's like, I like your shirt. You're like the only person. He's talking to me, and he's like, you're the only one who's who's wore that shirt. Where'd you get it? And I kind of like I was it disarmed me, and I accidentally lied, and I and then I said my cousin gave it to me. Or something, and then like he started talking about how he has a shirt like that, and he got it like in Japan and all that stuff, and then he's like, "Okay, bye," and then he left, and I was like, "What? Like only in celebration, someone would just walk up to you and like, I like the shirt <laughs> or something like that." Yeah, that's that seems like something that um, obviously, if you're not ready for it, it would have put you off. Yeah, I'm suspicious, yeah. right? You know, yeah, we, exactly. We go, to, we go to LA Comic Con. I went to Anime Expo a bunch, and that doesn't happen at all. No, and it's like, what do you want from me? But uh, yeah. the celebration, it's it's that I don't know that Star Wars feel where everyone's just kind of there just to celebrate, and it's just happiness in the air and stuff like that. Yeah, I had a, a similar experience. Not, um, it was sports related, but it was mm. in um, 2018. Uh, the Dodgers made it to the World Series. The game, the final game that they won to qualify to the um, the World Series, I was at Hollywood Horror Nights, mm-hmm. and obviously being in LA, a bunch of um, Dodger fans, we all started celebrating, and I was waiting for my friend. She was getting some coffee, and I was just sitting down. And then just random people started coming up to me, and I was like, "Do I know these people?" <laughs> and then I, I didn't make the connection that like, "Oh yeah, you know, fellow Dodger fans." But it was like, "Who the fuck are you? Why are you talking to me?" Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's I was not like I didn't think that, but I was like, oh, "This is weird." Like just, and it, it's it, it's disarming that you're you're all in the same team. Yeah, right. It's, not it's, literally, but you know. You're cheering it's, for the same team. Yeah, I, I, maybe it, it could be because the way uh, we live here in L.A., you know, it's everybody essentially for themselves. Mm. Uh, we are all in cars. We don't really com- – there's really not that great of a public transportation infrastructure here. Yeah. Um, so we're it all tries. like sh- – Yeah, sh- <laughs> sh- shelled off from each other in individual pods. And then whenever <laughs> somebody, like, comes within our comfort zone, we freak out. but like like you said the the guy that could have been like italian or something you know that's a that's a country where its culture is very generational they all live within with like multi-generations within each other they're stacked upon each other stuff like this so they're constantly (laughs) interacting with with one another yeah yeah and and here not here we're all like spread out like you park your car and run yeah exactly you You park your car you run to your house (laughs) or to your apartment so that nobody could talk to you (laughs) 
Like, leave it by the door. Yeah, exactly. Um, but it's exciting. There's some exciting stuff. Uh, what's this Tales of the Jedi and Skeleton Crew? What is that? Tales of the Jedi. So, unfortunately, this was, I think, the panel that I was not able to go to. But from uh, Skeleton Crew... All I really know is that it's a it's going to be a a fairly mature kind of coming of age show. It's uh-huh. a, it's about a group of like I think ten year olds from like a planet and they're basically in the Star Wars universe and they're trying to. So get is home. it like is it like um, what's that one book where there's a whole bunch of kids and they get marooned off in no like not Lord of the Flies Island. no Lord no, of the Flies yeah there someone you go. gets killed you know they yeah. eat someone maybe and, you know no that's, I don't think so but it is called Skeleton Crew so uh, it, there might be uh, a ship involved this kind of reminds me of that uh, the new Star Trek animated show oh the but Below Deck uh, not Below Decks uh, the other one where they find there's the ship there's another one yeah there's this one where they find a ship and they have to get back home and it feels like it's in the same vein of it, Skeleton Crew. Mm. But Jude Law's in it, so there's that. So he's not going to play a 10-year-old. Yeah, he's going to play, like, probably, I don't know, a Jedi, most likely, or some sort of... Uh, I'd like to see him as, a, as, as like, a Sith Lord in training. Oh, gosh. I would love That'd to see dope, that, too. That'd be dope, right? Yeah. Like hunt, I'll, hunt, I'll... Hunting down a bunch of 10-year-olds. Oh, <laughs> I would love <laughs> to see that. I, I I loved Paul Bentley just the, like a transit. I love Paul Bentley and when he was a bad guy. I would love to see Jude Law as, as a bad, bad guy. guy as well. Yeah. Well, he was and, a sort of a bad guy, right? In the Captain Marvel. In Captain Marvel, yeah. I mean, if you want to call him that, more of like misunderstood. Yeah. Misun- no, yeah, bad guy sounds good. Kind of a parody yeah. of himself, though. It's funny. <laughs> Show me. And- Show me <laughs> that you could fight. <laughs> and then tells of a Jedi. That's animated, right? Uh, yes, I believe so. And that's going to be more of an anthology type series? Yeah, from what I've read, that there's going to be uh, three episodes. I think it's six episodes, right? And I think three of those episodes are going to show Ahsoka through her life. And uh, the other episode is going to be, I think, Qui-Gon under the tutelage Ooh. of Dooku, because Dooku was his master. And we're also going to see Dooku's fall to the dark side. And I think... Uh, Mace Windu is also making an appearance. We don't know if he's voiced by uh, uh, Samuel Jackson, though. See, that that would be a story that I would love to see in live action. You know, give Qui-Gon some more backstory with the relationship of um, Count Dooku. You know, like yeah. how he was his master, how he fell to the dark side. Fucking Samuel Jackson motherfucking his way across the screen. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, I would, I would like to see that as a... Um, as another, as you know, miniseries. Not animated, live action. Give it like a oh. full two seasons, six episodes, one hour each. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I would, I would love to see that. Because Dooku, out of all the Sith Lords, feels like he was the less dark sidey, if that makes any sense. Like he understood how the game was played. Exactly, exactly. And he understood that the dark side was a little bit, was much better than what happened. He was disillusioned from the council. Yeah, so I love to see that in a live action respect. Like he's trying his best to like the council, but they keep screwing him over. Yeah, but although unfortunately, um, fucking Christopher Lee is gone. Right. Yeah. So would they do it like Grand Moth, where they just degenerate <laughs> the whole upper body? His upper body is true. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Right. But then it makes sense that the Tales of Jedi is going to be animated shorts because some of the people you know, are not with us anymore. Yeah. It's um, 
it's exciting times to be a Star Wars fan, uh, regardless of if you're a purist like me that only likes <laughs> the live action, or if uh, you're no, more well-rounded, where you like everything. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's something that I I was very not nonchalant, but I was kind of icky about. I don't know, I can't find the word for it, <laughs> but I was icky about you know having to do homework to see the next movie. Yeah. You know, like Kenobi, like you said, the Inquisitors show up in Kenobi, and then you only know the Inquisitors from the animated stuff. But I want to say that they build the narrative that you don't have to watch the animated stuff to understand where the Inquisitors come from. But down the line, who knows, right? If yeah. Or if an animated show would be like, yeah, you have to do homework <laughs> before you watch it. Yeah, I mean, I'm, uh, I'm, th- as as we're talking, I'm thinking about like the all the potential uh, TV shows. Uh, you know, mini shorts that they could they could do with like the Knights of Ren. Mm-hmm. You know, they could do. Obviously, the Obi One's a good one. Uh, I would like to see maybe like a Princess Leia. Oh you know, yeah, that would be cool. How she became general. Yeah, yeah. Through the life kind of deal. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, or Han. Maybe. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's what I was saying. Maybe even like a, an honest representation of Han. You know, give him that that whole fucking space cowboy vibe that he was going for that know? we wanted <laughs> that we Not wanted freaking. exactly oh my gosh i remember the moment in solo that i knew what i wanted and the rest of the movie wasn't going to be able to fulfill my my hunger uh, i for, uh i forgot what's his cabot was his name but i forgot the character he plays he was in a uh, zombie land he was tallahassee oh, oh uh, the, uh, woody harrelson but woody harrelson thank you oh my gosh yeah yeah, Woody Harrison's character, and he's standing, like, on a mountain and, you know, slinging his pistol. And he's doing, like, you know, the spins and the flourishes. And he's like, pew, 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 pew. I was like, oh, this is <laughs> awesome. And then that's it. And then it that's becomes, it, yeah. and that's, and there goes the Western. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that would that would have been an, an, uh, a really cool um, opportunity that they fucked up was to show how Han Solo became the Han Solo. You know, not just, oh... I some fucking imperial fucking traffic controller <laughs> gave me my my name. I never thanked that guy. Like just yeah. kidding. Just, like, like, I mean, no do sense. you have anyone? I'm alone yeah. <laughs> or something. <laughs> I'm solo. Han, Han Alono or something. <laughs> Han alone. alone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was. Oh my god, that movie was. was terrible. Yeah, it, it was very uh, pretentious. Yeah. But yeah, no, you're right. There's so many, so many things they can do now with uh, with Star Wars, as much as we can tell. I mean, if characters like Andor can get a spinoff, who's telling who can get a spinoff? <laughs> Fucking like BB-8. Porkins? Oh, Porkins. Uh, Porkins. Porkins. Uh, Porkins yeah. you know, how he gained the weight. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know, stressed out about the rebellion, you know, pay the bills. Porkins. Or even Admiral Akbar. Admiral Akbar would be cool. But that would be funny. I'd keep laughing yeah. each time he came up. It's a trap. All I, all I know is he's a <laughs> trap. Like, I like the, the Star Destroyer shields are down. Like, that's all yeah. I know. <laughs> he got a fucking raw deal, man. Oh, yeah. He got Poor a raw guy. deal. Yeah. Um, but I feel like that's... Is, that's is, I think that's it, no? Did we miss anything you want to talk about? Star Wars Celebration? Uh, other than Harrison Ford showing up. But how was that? It was, I wasn't there, but as someone recorded it, essentially 
it's uh, Harrison Ford showed up and we never thought he would show up at a Star Wars convention. He was smiling. So you already had a feeling, oh, it's not about Star Wars. So <laughs> he was there to, uh, you know, peddle Indiana Jones 5. But the cool thing was that John Williams, 90-something years old, came to actually play as well. Jesus Christ, John yeah. Williams is that old? Yeah, yeah, I believe so. He's around that age. And yeah, he came out and played. He played the Indiana Jones theme. He played the Star Wars theme. And he played, I think, one from Kenobi. So, uh, yeah, that was cool. I wasn't there. My friend saw it and took photos. <laughs> but Yeah, he's 90 years old. Jesus. Yeah. And he's, he said he was done scoring the yeah. Star Wars, right? That's what we thought until Kenobi, I believe. Well, it's the, that's the thing. Like, who's that, that Swedish dude that scored um, Mandalorian? Uh, Daft Punk? No, I'm just kidding. No. That's, they're not Swedish. <laughs> um, Jorgensen or something like that? Oh, that sounds vaguely familiar. <laughs> like, he did a good enough job, but there's no, you know, there's a certain magic that John Williams has when it, when it comes to scoring, you know, movies, let alone Star Wars. Yeah, yeah I'm not a music dude. You're more of a music dude than I am in, in all respects because, you know, bands and stuff. And I kind of just yeah. listen to, like, an era. <laughs> so, like, an whatever era music, is that yeah. era. But, yeah, you're completely right because John Williams' music feels like a character within itself. Yeah, the composer for The Mandalorian was uh, Ludwig... Oh, Ludwig von... Gorgensen. Mm, I I have no idea. I'm sorry I'm fucking up your name, I know, but hey. (laughs) Sorry, yeah, we're not good with that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's there's something about um, uh, John Williams, like you said. It's it's music feels like it's just as as much of a, a part of the story as, you know, Luke Skywalker, Darth Vader... You know that that whenever Darth Vader is on presence, the the the, the Imperial March scene, or oh. the, you know, it's it's just it's it's so perfect. Yeah. And unfortunately, you know, he's ninety years old. He's not going to be able to do this forever. Yeah. And, um, it just it seems that there should be like some sort of AI that anal- analyzes all of John <laughs> Williams's stuff, so that when when he ever he does go on to the Great Beyond. We're able to, you know, digitally just make some shit up and be like, hey, this is as close, <laughs> this is as, close as we're going to get. John Williams 2.0. Yeah. Dude, I, I'm, I, I'm, I'm scared. I like that. That's cool. That will happen. You know, he'll live on through a computer. But did you see, uh, you saw Mandalorian season two, right? Yeah. Yeah. How I just found out. I, I don't know why I didn't. But the, they recreated Mark Hamill's voice through recordings. No, he didn't record anything. It was all um, AI. Yeah, it was all AI. So, Fuck. you know, you're not, you're not. See, I thought, I feel, I felt old because, you know, traditionally you'd record it, you know, you'd have a nice frame of reference, and then, you know, you'd edit it from that point. But like, nah, like, he didn't record a, he didn't record a word. <laughs> was he even the 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 stand-in? He was the stand-in for virtual, for like, you know, the deep fake effects and stuff like yeah. that. But other than that, that's all he really did, apparently. Fuck, man. So John Williams, you know, being recorded in a computer through, you know, just recording all of his music and a computer recreating that. But maybe, you know, mixing up the algorithm so it's original is it's well within the realm of possibility. Yeah, I mean, that stuff has been, um, has been, been talked about for a few years now was like we're gonna we're at that point already where you know the, the deep fake technology and the um the voice recognition ai it's gotten to the point where 
we don't know what's you know true or false you know it could potentially be cause of the next great war yeah <laughs> were, were we joking about that that essentially someone could deep fake and voice fake obama and like we're starting world war three and like mail it to somebody and they would actually believe it. i mean know? probably it's it's not out of the realm of possibility that we we didn't talk about it. It's just like you said, it's it's exciting but scary times. Yeah, yeah, definitely. When it comes to even stagecraft, stagecraft and the volume feel like huge innovations when it comes to technology, but at what cost? Exactly. Yeah, it's um like I remember was it ten years ago or so I want to say Coachella the the was the, oh. the big. The Tupac hologram, right, right. The Tupac but it looked hologram. like rather rudimentary, right? And then, like yeah. as the years progressed and more and more artists started using that technology, it got, uh, it became more and more lifelike and realistic. So now, with the deep fake, you can make like anything uh, say whatever it is that you want. Like you've seen those those uh, videos of people that deep fake Hitler and they deep fake Stalin and shit oh, like yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's fucking terrifying. Yeah, but. Yeah, Star Wars, man. Yeah. <laughs> at what cost? <laughs> yeah, at what cost? All right, well, that's our show for this week. Thank you for listening. Woo. Uh, woo, yeah. It's, we're kind of like crawling here because we're the, both yeah, at the... We're both... We both... Uh, yeah, we we both... Uh, <laughs> we both told the truth about the CCP and we both got infected with the Rona. <laughs> <laughs> like, first it came for our families, but now it came for us. all right well thanks for listening i've been your host like always joe accompanied by my good buddy ernesto hello here's i ernesto or goodbye goodbye (laughs) thanks for listening to this week's episode for show updates follow us on Substack and twitter links are in the description You can find new episodes weekly on whichever podcast platform you swore allegiance to.